Ho, ho, ho. Well, that's the last time I have an extramarital affair. You know, it's not the seeking around or aggressive dishonesty that gets you down. It's the name calling. Welcome, fresh-faced recruits and grizzled veterans alike to the Lager Logs Point of View with Tom and Stu 2022 Christmas special. I'm Tom. He's Stu. Say hello. <laughs> Stu. Hello. That was difficult. It's like we've never been away. Wow. Was that smooth? There was a lot of couplets in that one, and, and I'm out of practice. Uh, yes, guys, we're back with a long overdue podcast while we've been busy wrapping up some magnificent gifts for our YouTube channel the last six months or so. We forgot to leave a podcast out for old Chris Kringle's consumption. Uh, we are rectifying that tonight, though, with an absolute cracker of a show, and you're going to need both hands for this one which is sadly something I've never got to say in real life. Stu, how the hell are you? I am uh, <laughs> seasonal. Seasonal. You're yes. looking not very seasonal, but the background is very seasonal. So yes, you've gone there's, to there's, some effort at least. My wife has. Okay. I've okay. just shown up. You're taking credit for that? I put all the work in on the 25th, if you know oh, what I mean. Oh, that's all that matters, man. When it comes down to it, that's all that Let matters. it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I like, I didn't know you could sing. That was beautiful. Um, yes, in this evening's festive free-for-all, we have a chat with Midlands Malt Maestro, Austin, from Backyard Brew House, because Stone Cold said so. But before then, <laughs> did that get, get a pass? A wrestling reference? Did it just for you, man. Uh, but before then, we'll be taking a look and also a sip of their festive offering, Bad Santa, which now contains 75% less Billy Bob Thornton. Thank God, I'm, uh, I'm watching my figure. Uh, Stu, we've been waiting to crack this one wide open for a very long time now, yes. so let's get to it. Uh, I cannot wait. This is the face of a very excited man. Mm-hmm. Did you get the that? face? Did I sell that correctly. Was known to, have uh, grown to love <laughs> over oh. the last two years. Oh wow! I didn't know we were going to get this sappy so early. I I don't I don't really like your face. Um, That's just because my cameras are getting better. You get to okay. see more of it. Very very jealous. Sitting over here in two forty p still while you're streaming in. I think is that sixteen k? Is it? That's that's. Don't make fun of my dial modem. It's too much. I can see your pause. I, I uh, spend a good penny a minute on this internet. <laughs> hey, big spender. <laughs> Woo, here we go. Going for the pour, my man. We got, yeah, it's probably should. Jump. I, I, I do forget this is a visual podcast now. Bad Santa. Here we go. Looking good. Really dig the artwork. Really cool. It's got that kind of uh, bumpy cover, like Braille. Yeah, exactly. Which I really like. Uh, it looks like gravy, which for me is always a good sign. Oh, just oh, just just a just a pint's worth. Wow. Okay, that looks good. Oh no! You didn't spill any beer on your laptop again, did you? I think we've already done that once this show. Oh no. Mm. It's been spillage. Interesting. It does smell interesting. There is spillage, but that's what they've made beer mats for. That's hell yeah, brother. Um, 
Oh, look yeah, smells, at this. It smells good. It smells like nutty, kind of coppery, kind of. This is multi aromas. That is oh, pitch black, buddy. I mean, it's got yeah. a bit of a bit of a redness, bit of a yes, red I know. to it. But yours looks, looks like a pint of Guinness. I'm just, just holding up. I could see my ring light through it, but it was bright lit. It's like the eye of Sauron. Like a I can ring see of you fire staring back at too, me. Funnily enough. Well, Did you wipe tonight? What's going on, man? I knew you shouldn't have gone for that toilet break. Uh, are you ready? I think yeah? so. So you spit in your hands in, in anticipation, rubbing them together, getting ready for the grip. It's okay. about time to get bad, Santa. Yeah. Woo! Let's do it, buddy. Cheers, Cheers. man. Been too long. Yes. That is a that's a yes from me. Oh wow. Kind of okay. dark. Would you say malty? Definitely malty. Definitely uh, licorice, kind of aniseed taste to it quite subtle yeah in terms of those flavors but it's still there but it's really just a yeah that kind of multi-profile that hits you nutty mm. multi-profile that hits you straight away on the side of the bottle it states um bad santa bitter 6.8 percent oh dark strong full of sweet malt character toffee and licorice followed by big hitting bitterness with blackberry Mm. Citrus and aniseed. So yeah, I don't know about citrus, but yeah, blackberry I, I can see. Yeah, definitely got that kind of tartness to it. Very mm. subtle tartness to it. It's better, but it's not like enough where you actually screw your face up. It's. It, I'm not sure if that's where like the sweetness of the malt mm. cancels that, it out. I think that's what it is, man. Yeah, it's kind of it's got just that really good, nice balance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, along with, I, mean, I forgot to ask you. Along with the brews we sampled the other night, Stu, was, was this your first backyard experience, or do, or do you normally barbecue on the front lawn? <laughs> Go. Uh, your turn. Still working from the first draft, are we? Um, <laughs> you know. This, this is uh, my second bottle from the. The Backyard Brewhouse. Uh, I think when we did the interview that you all will be hearing shortly, I was trying uh, their IPA, which was actually a really solid IPA. It's nothing fancy. It's not mixed with this, that. It's, it's no double or triple hops. It's, it's just a nice, reliable IPA. And yeah, it was just the kind of the perfect brew to kind of sit and sip and like just like listen to like a conversation. Mm. So um, yeah, this seems to be a two for two from uh, the backyard brew house so far. Very impressive scorecard. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right about that beer. Um, lovely, very soft, subtle. I would say IPA. I think mm-hmm. it's actually technically technically called blue badge ipa and and i think it would be because oh, yeah. it, it gave me severe mobility issues after consuming it <laughs> did um, you have to park closer to the shop I, I really did I had to park close to the microphone uh you so to, yes you're allowed to use a disabled toilet saturday <laughs> couldn't make <laughs> it 
that one couldn't make day, it to the... I was allowed to on a technicality. Um, yeah. So yes, this is this is bad Santa sitting at a Santerific six point eight percent. If indeed that is an adjective uh, coming from Backyard Brew House, based in Brown Hills, Warsaw. I'm going to try and not blabber on for too long about them because you'll get a better insight into the history of Backyard when you hear the main man himself speak. Um, but yeah, they, uh, based in Brown Hills, Warsaw, they took their name from the literal Backyard brew house they started the company in back in the day. Their catalogue ranges from some core traditional brews all the way to a colourful craft section. And other than the ones we've already mentioned, they do Hales and Horns, their collaboration with Rob Halford of judas priest a 4.6 percent english best bister bister english best bister embankment one for you stew a coffee or that over your toys <laughs> embankment uh, is a coffee milk stout with notes of espresso and chocolate mm. book that one up bud and into deeper i have no idea what type that is um <laughs> so i think we've already kind of started but we will continue with our kind of kind of last last beers watched kind of thing if mm-hmm. you're into that um so yeah talking of backyard uh i mean i, I completely agree with, with your statement um i mean i've had a couple more than you i think uh mm-hmm. project beach ball is one of their pale ales that has really stuck with me lovely okay. summery beer uh, more recently, I enjoyed Jigger a lot, which I've seen classed as a... Uh, uh, always worries me when you say that out loud. Um, yeah, just make sure I pronounce that correctly. Um, I've seen that classed as a red ale, but it tasted more like a bitter, nutty brown ale to me. Lovely stuff. Yeah, um, yeah very, very nice. Um, and yeah, obviously we had the, like we mentioned, the IPA. I also sampled their Blonde, which you have not yet. I've... Got that uh, still uh, sat in a little box that they sent us. Uh, I, but I look forward to trying it one day. Hell yeah, dude! It's uh, it's a good one. It's uh, I had that one before on cask, and again, yeah, quite subtle, um, quite mild hopping, mild malt notes on it. Another great summery beer, which also worked in the winter. What more can you ask for? A mm. blonde that likes to snuggle all year round. Um, moving on. Because the concept worked so well in the past and was so clearly defined and very memorable, we have another home and away section. So that was that was that was the home section, <laughs> and and this is the away section of this topic. Now, Stu, did you manage to have a blast on anything else this week, dude? You'd like to mention? I, I tried a Moonwake beer cool. Okay. I was uh, I think previously I've spoke about having their lager. Oh. Uh, this time uh, it was their uh, pale ale, which was uh, I think it was like a mango and berry pale ale, and it was really really good. It was good. Uh, yeah, I, I I shared the tin uh, with my wife, and she instantly thought this was a great beer. This oh, is my type of beer. Awesome. And yeah, they've got this this nice uh, simple sort of can art where it's just kind of like a pastel color, and then it's like a a circle, uh, and there's different tones like on the semicircles, and it's just this nice simple design, and it's like two beers that have also been really reliable. So I've been onto the website and I've kind of bookmarked the page 
Oh, nice. Because next year I'm really going to get into like each month kind of shopping directly from the brewers themselves. They need it, man. And, and they so deserve it for sure. I want to sure. kind of just, yeah, okay, I'm not going to be picking up like anything gun for uh, Audis and Lidl's. I'm mm. going to kind of send money straight to the guys that make it. Um, like, like Backyard Brew House, for example, I've already uh, bookmarked like the set of beer that I'll be picking up mm. uh, next month and and Moonwakes uh, next on my list. That's and, awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, I'll be definitely picking up that Rob Halford beer uh, sometime this month, for sure, if it's still on the website. But I think it is. I think it was It was like in a six-pack that they were, they were dishing out, which uh, looks really good. And Let's go. I mean, look look at this baby. It's oh, almost no, done. Oh, no. Here we go. All the windows have been panned in. The beer having kind of strikes again. Have you not had enough fun with that on YouTube and TikTok, no? I've, I need to exploit it more, <laughs> Thomas. So, here, this is what, behind the scenes, you don't often see the back of this bad oh, boy. Oh, there we go. Still a box. Wow. Um, box within yeah, a box. I mean, Amazing. Christ, there's only three... Three tins of beer left. That's We're why I was able close. able to lift it up so easily. <laughs> all these buggers have been drank or are in my fridge waiting to be drank. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take the box uh, sacrilegiously. I'm going to cut it in half mm. and uh, keep it. And yeah, uh, my wife wants to do a beer calendar like a 12 days of Christmas for me oh. next year. Dude, that's class, man. So that's we're going to recycle the box, uh, just cut in half because I don't, don't, I don't want to go out and try and find twenty-four different beers. <laughs> like, like twelve will do. Because if anything, it's still it's going to cost me a fucking fortune. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, twelve beers. We'll fashion that box so it takes twelve, and yeah, just a wee extra little cheap and cheerful beer calendar to. For, for next year why not Dude, eh? that's that's class that's class i'm proud of you saving the planet supporting local independent brewski makers and also mm. just getting massively destroyed throughout the uh, the holiday season on, on booze uh, you know what that's wow that's fast forward to uh december 2023 and it's 12 tins of tenants i'll see you then babe um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, guys. I mean, do as do as as Stu is doing, and get out there and and support the independent breweries because uh, they need it, man. Especially in this current climate. It, climate. If if that's what you really love, you know, just go for it, man. You're not going to spend any more money, you, really, are you? Than you normally do. A reliable brewer, like someone that's like their beers are like good then definitely like find oh, yeah. look, look up their website or their social media and see what else they're making mm. you don't need to like commit to like a mini cask um but still just see what they're doing or uh, if they're doing uh, like craft fairs or mm. like farmers markets and things like that if, if they end up they're actually close closer than you um mm. expect Preach, brother, preach. Um, so I went to this really independent kind of uh, thrifty uh, beer beer hut called Aldi um, over the weekend. I don't know whether you've heard of it. Uh, but <laughs> as I was uh, 
Couldn't even up, say it by straight face. <laughs> as I uh, was picking up that Yorkshire, I mean Yorkshire, uh, Yorkshire pudding beer that that, that we purchased for ah, our yes. YouTube Christmas special, mm-hmm. I also managed to spot Williams Bros. Six Stakes, a New England White IPA. This is now the exclusive. Ah, uh, this is, is that like a yellowy green tin? It is, buddy. It is. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah it was okay it promised citrus peel and coriander seed uh, it's never good when it promised this because it, it always promised, sounds like it doesn't deliver it didn't quite deliver I didn't get any of that kind of uh, any of those flavors that I mentioned sadly from it did what I did you get was see the the other because in our uh, Aldi's they have that but it's usually paired with um a, like a, a bright pink of what I think what they were calling it is a cherry lager. Hmm, I didn't know it had no. uh, the is it Otto the the blood orange? Yeah, aye, the, the, uh, a green tin. Yeah, they had that one again, but I didn't see that one. No, I will mm-hmm. have to uh, be on the lookout for that one. Um, but yeah, this wasn't uh, fantastic, but it was kind of fairly light, not massively flavoursome. I was mm-hmm. drinking it before the show. Uh, take on the Nippa. But you and know, especially for like a supermarket beer, that's a yeah, yeah. It was, it was trying quite to broaden horizons. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, and it was quite cheap too, but uh, it was fizzy, and that's got to count for something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I tucked into this week. Thank you for sharing, Stu. I appreciate that. You. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. It's been a very wholesome experience, uh, as always. Um, okay, enough, enough chitter-chatter. It's time to hop into the phone box and transport back to a distant time, a time when I was young and impressionable, bursting with joy and a lust for life, you know, b- before we started recording, uh, and introduce our interview with Boston Austin of Backyard Brewhouse. Stu, hit play on that talk boy we, we really need slightly newer technology oh okay it's, it's begun guys welcome back we're here with austin morgan head honcho fastest sprinter and general dog's body of brown hill's finest backyard <laughs> brew house how are you bud you okay i'm good i'm good <laughs> holding up after a heavy weekend Oh man, I bet, yeah. You were at the uh, Litchfield Food Festival this weekend. That's the one, yeah. That's how's the that one. Been, how's that been going so far? Um, it's not been too bad, not too bad at all. It's been a cold weekend for everybody, but they've, yeah, yeah. they've all fought through and they've survived. Brilliant, man. That's the absolute least you, you can hope for. Um, thank you for, for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you here. We're going to keep yeah, this... Pleasure. Um, we're going to keep this as well. Wait, wait till the end of the show before you say that. Um, we're going to keep this very loosey goosey and probe you as gently as we can. But, Excuse um, me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, first, I was going to say we're going to crack open a beer. We've already cracked open a beer. We're uh, sipping on Backyard's IPA at the moment. Going mm. out extremely well. So, cheers, guys. Beautiful. Cheers. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, what are, you, what are we on the tea there, are we? <laughs> I am on the tea. And worse still, red tea at that. <laughs> oh, 
Hell this is a not. man of culture <laughs> over here. Um, so yeah, just to start from the very top, um, not talking about backyard in general, but just kind of you. How, how did the beer journey start in terms of kind of as a youth and your drinking days? And take us back, fill us in. Well, I don't think that's such a good idea. You know, oh, there's, there's, there's no bad ideas on this show. <laughs> it was my ninth uh, birthday. We're not recording this. Yeah, so, no, nah, I, I think it was my thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> Far too late. No, actually, no. Oh God, my drink. I started drinking. Yeah, probably a bit too early. I think as most people all do, do, don't they? Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing major. I, I don't think I was. I don't think I was too out of control, but I think what was, what really got my journey going was started working in a pub kitchen when I was sixteen. Mm. Uh, that sort of like gets you access to the bar, really. So. It does, it does. <laughs> and, yeah. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Once the doors are locked, no one minds. <laughs> <laughs> Great thing for me was though that uh, I think one of the, the my dad was always a Guinness drinker, mm. and he's a, and I forever. I thought I found it an intriguing drink to look at. So I was ever trying it. Always hated it. Couldn't stand it. Every time I tried it, this god-awful drink. By the time I got to the pub days, though, working in the pubs, that's where I started, unlike a lot of people. You know, the lager and cider didn't really do it for me. I was I was on the Guinness journey right from the start. Nice. That was that was fantastic for me. Uh, so that was a good opening. Um then a little bit later on, when I actually started working behind the bar, I worked ended up working at a local pub, and for me, they served Highgate Dark Mild, mm, and that was a that I've heard was, of this beverage, yeah, yes, and and that was funny, and only to be followed, you know, a few years down the line that I ended up working at Highgate Brewery, which is where my journey within the industry started. Oh, okay, okay, so that that a bit of a jump, was it? Jump back. But going back to where I was, pub and loosely in education, (laughs) um, (laughs) there was a lot of arguments for me not being in education, mainly from my teachers. But (laughs) Beer came first, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But I I wanted to go into, uh, I I always was going to go into the food industry. Mm. Dead interested in the food industry. Started off early, early days, was going to be a chef. Got me around the fact that chefs are really, really badly paid and work really stupidly long hours. So that, that developed into the food industry. Started going around looking at universities to do a food food degree. And one of the places that was at Manchester University at that time um, had a pilot brew kit. Ah. That got me interest while I was looking around. Unfortunately, never ended up at Manchester. But with my enjoyment of beer and seeing the brew kit, I'm like, hang on a minute, this looks rather good. Yeah. The the, the interest was always there. So I went through went through university. Didn't quite get into food industry, ended up being a baker. Okay. So hang on. Right, I'm now back at where I was when you were a chef. Yeah, really poorly paid and ridiculously long hours. Mm. <laughs> um ended up in as ended up working as a baker for just over three years, I think. Okay. Um, for I uh, found out that Highgate were advertising. Um, 
went for went for a job, hadn't got home before they got offered the job, and haven't looked back since really. Oh, wow. yes, I've spent many years working with yeast. Just this time, uh, you know, I moved from working I, I with. I bet that uh, helped with the, the interview. Wrong end is the <laughs> yeah, <but>. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a brief, you know, brief journey. And my drinking all through that was always about. It wasn't about the lager. You, hmm. you, you do your university years, and yeah, hammered every Friday night, every Saturday night, Monday mm, night, Tuesday night. <laughs> Probably Wednesday and Thursday as well, but yeah. yeah, I think that's a pretty relaxed schedule you got yourself there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nothing too heavy. <laughs> so, and, as brewers, you could class that as research, really. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I'm sure you can get some government funding uh, for that. Um, <laughs> I think that it's, inter- it's interesting that you say you first kind of you love was Guinness because I think a lot of people go through the lager ranks and then into the darker beers so it's interesting that kind of was the, the the other way for you but I suppose if your dad was was kind of a a big Guinness fan then it, it makes sense for you to kind of follow in his yeah, footsteps it's, 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 I know the same with my dad up, it was it? what he drank and I kind of went into that category of beers yeah it's, there's always yeah you follow what you know don't you yeah 100 percent 100 percent from there, at what point did you end up uh, with a uh, backyard brew house? Then was there like were you involved sort of like from the the get go with the brewery, or did you jump on after it already being established? No, 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 hundred percent founded by myself and Mike, my business partner. Ah, um, we was we were working at Highgate Brewery. Um, I started there. I at that point, Mike had actually left Highgate Brewery. But then, glutton for punishment, he came back. Um, we connected. He was I, I worked in the brewing department. He worked in packaging department. But we connected. A um, few years down the line, we were getting to the point of feeling that things aren't looking too rosy for Highgate. As a, as a, he, came, then he came into the brewing department. Now, that probably shouldn't be really be admitting this, but it was a shift, a shift system and a morning we'll shift. We'll bleep it if, if if you need, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, certainly towards the later years, the uh, uh, an eight-hour afternoon shift consisted of probably four hours work, two hours eating, and two hours drinking. That's a, that's, <laughs> I think that's a good ratio, so, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a hard life, you know. I mean, it was proper tough. <laughs> we made it through, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, of course, you sit down and you start doing a lot of talking, don't you? When mm. things are quiet and you haven't got a lot of it's not on your plate, you start talking and we've... I... I was, I was always sticking my nose in. I wanted to be involved in everything. I was, I was always pressuring over in the lab. I was out on the drays. I was in packaging. I was, I was everywhere I shouldn't be, you know, and doing work. And we, we sat, sat down here. You know, I'm sure we could, we could do this. And I think we could make some better beers. There's, I wanted that. That was for me what it was about. I, I wanted the input into the new beers that were being made, and there was no scope for that at all. Mm. Um, so, so coupled with the fact that we weren't convinced about the about the future for for Highgate as it stood at that time, um, yeah, we we chatted about it for about eighteen months. Wow, you know, 
I, thought, I wouldn't say we planned anything, but we chatted about it. <laughs> we found, and we finally decided, started looking, searching around. We found a nice little five-barrel kit available for sale, stuck in a cow shed in somewhere in Oxfordshire. Wow. And it was full of manure and various other things. It had been abandoned and left it left there. Mm-hmm. I thought, should we go and have a look at it? So we went and had a look at it. That's too good an offer to turn up. Made them an offer on it. They accepted it. Mm. We're like, ah, crap. Now we've got to get it back to back to the Midlands. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not a clue what. <laughs> we picked this brew, picked a brew kit up. I've got. Uh, I knew someone who'd got some lockups. We put it in a lockup. We hadn't gone anywhere. So we hadn't got any premises. We hadn't got a business. We hadn't got anything. We just went out and bought this five barrel brew kit. Wow. <laughs> and. We spent another 12 months still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what? maybe we ought to go and look for somewhere. Maybe we ought to actually go and do something about this. <laughs> spent a couple of months searching for premises. Um, and then in February 2008, took the keys to a unit. We went, uh, went in on the 2nd of February. It was the Saturday, Saturday 2nd of February 2008. We got we picked the keys up on the Friday, went over to the unit, opened it up, had a look around, locked the doors, went round the cafe for breakfast. <laughs> so you guys, you're known for getting a lot done then, right? <laughs> so, no, once we, once we get going. I mean, so to, from that point onwards, I mean, at, at this point, we were both still working full-time for Highgate Brewery. Ah, of course. Right, yeah. So we, we were starting the brewery at that point. So we, once we got the keys... We moved the kit in. We started working, so we were doing our we were doing our working week at Highgate, going down to the unit, get prepping the unit. The kit, the, the brew kit that we'd bought needed a hell of a lot of work doing to it, so we were doing that. We worked. Uh, we were probably doing. We were averaging about nineteen twenty hours a day, probably to the point at which we got it as we got it set up, ready to go. I started going round canvassing a few pubs. Seeing if they would take the beer when we started brewing it. Job was a good one. They said yes. We started making it, and we uh, I think we delivered our first beer on about the 10th or 11th of June that, in 2008. Yeah, I was still working at Iga. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long day, a very long day. But yeah, think, mind you, that didn't last too long. I said um, we were trying to keep it sort of like under our hats a bit and doing most of it anonymously. And that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Never does. Very quickly got found out, got challenged, or I got found out. Um, so I, I took, that's it. We've got to leave. So I took the, the, basically got challenged on the Thursday and left on the Friday. Ah. So it, it, it that, seems a, a bit more dramatic than I thought it was going to be the actual story uh, <laughs> uh, behind it. But I suppose well, it's I the, pa- it's the a, passion that got you through it, it sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it wasn't just that. I mean, it's a, yeah, you know, that was good. I said, a, I still I, I strung a little bit of a story together with it, saying that I was consulting for somebody else <laughs> at this point. So they thought someone else was doing the brewery, and I... I was given the challenge. I either forget the forget what the consulting and carry on working for Highgate, or I leave. I'm like, well, I can't really, yeah, stay at Highgate, can I? Because actually, it's my money that's <laughs> that's going down the Swanee. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, um, of course. So did it, and, and they were, you know, 
in all fairness to them, they were great. You know, they 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 decided they were going to have a a, a leaving do for me. I'm oh, like flipping out. Yeah. <laughs> what the shift finishes at one o'clock on a Friday? They decided everybody would meet in the bar. We'd have a couple of drinks and a bit of a, and a bite to eat. Now, I think I probably came across as slightly ungrateful because all I was doing was looking at my watch. Because you want to get back to your pet project. <laughs> um, yeah, but a bit more than that, I'd arranged to be 20 miles up the road in Stafford at 1.30 for an interview with the Stafford Post because we were the newest brewery appearing at the Stafford Beer Festival. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, which then appeared in the, in the Saturday Stafford Post. Oh, so, you took the sandwiches <laughs> to go that, that, that night. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, yeah, I probably lost a few friends over that, a couple of them, <laughs> that 24-hour period. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. Um, I mean, my introduction... Uh, to backyard was with you providing the goods for the the Aldridge Beer Festival um, yeah, previously yeah. this year. Um, uh, the, the festivals you do something quite often then. I know you, you're fresh off the Litchfield Food Festival. Is it something that you you kind of do regularly? In terms of outside events, really, we've never really gone deep into that. We've been doing Litchfield as a Litchfield Food Festival probably for. I think we probably started in 18 so, so but only do, uh, so we don't we were only doing their summer one the big three august bank holiday so three mm-hmm. a three day uh, it's it's a bit less stressful in many respects because you've got three days so you uh, there's a bit more gap between your setup your takedown yeah that's a, that we always do a serving and selling small pack uh, selling cans and bottles off of there mm-hmm. but there's there's three of those a year prior to that it would maybe local Christmas fairs. Um, but at Aldridge Beer Festival, that as, as, as you attended, um, I've been involved with that for probably nine years, give or take. Oh, okay. um, that's as a result. Of, uh, my son started there at Cobbs. Yeah, it's a so, scout hall, isn't it? That it's it takes a scout place hall, in. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's organised by the scout group. Yeah. Um, so that's how I ended up. The, the beer festivals actually just as uh, this year's that you attended should have as uh, it was technically a postponed 21st anniversary of the beer festival. Oh, no way, I had no idea. Yeah, so, amazing. Um, so, so you know, they've been going for a long time and it's grown over that time, but mm. obviously, of course, my first involvement with, with it was a little bit well, as a oh, hang on a minute, one of the dads he's, owns a brewery. <laughs> what if we can get some beer off like, yeah fine so i think it took i think it took two years before it was like right i'm supplying i'm supplying the stillage i'm sourcing all the beer for it i'm sorting it all out took over. that side of it you know mm-hmm. it's a t- it's, it's a definite team effort you know they has a, the, the guys volunteer for it and in terms of what i do i go right okay you want 10 beers i'll source the beers i'll get them in We'll prep the beers. I'll come and set them up on the night before. Jobs are good. And mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's my involvement with it. Mm. It uh, seems really, it, you know, it's 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 down to the other guys who get who pull that together. Really. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems like the perfect way of introducing people to uh, your, your beers and the range of beers because you're not kind of putting money 
you know, towards buying a pint, you're putting money up front and you get your tokens and it means you can kind of, I don't know, maybe you're a bit kind of more looser with it and you go, okay, I'll take a gamble on that. I'll take a gamble on this. And I, I feel like it's a really good way of, of getting your brews out to people who maybe normally wouldn't drink them. It seems as it's, it's maintained its popularity over the years. Mm. People love it. And of course, as you've got, as, as with most groups, there's the original people who started it. Now, most of the people who do the volunteering for it, their kids are grown up, left home, all gone. But then, obviously, you've got as a your kids, as you've got you've got the kids coming through, not just the parents. Kids that were, you know, started there when they were ten or eleven, are now twenty year olds mm. coming back not only to volunteer, but they're getting to experience good beer. Mm. They're not just on that lager journey yeah, or the, yeah, or the yeah. cider journey. Yeah, they, 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 they've seen it come through, and they're, they're, they are they're far more open to trying the different stuff. It's great. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. One thing I always like to ask our our, our guests, uh, Austin, is what colour underwear are you wearing? <laughs> no, <laughs> was, that that would suggest that they wear underwear, but let's. <laughs> Um, no comment. <laughs> um, I'm I'm more for just wondering about like the the fun stories that kind of happen at breweries. Has there ever been you know how Bob Ross coined the phrase of like happy accidents? Uh, has there ever been an occasion where like a brew gets mucked up? It turns out to be really good, and it's changed the course of the brewery or. Something no, not scandalous. Probably get, we don't more want to get times than I care to remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, yeah, I mean, God, yeah, you know, I mean, things things go wrong on a regular basis. It's it's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what we've had in the past. I mean, you'll always get a beer that doesn't quite do what it's supposed to do, or the, then you move to the extreme end, or so, someone failed to read the recipe. <laughs> that's always a good one. <laughs> um, I suppose that's quite important when you when you're making beer. I would think it it, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, in fairness, we've actually had an incident like that in the last six weeks. Oh wow! Okay, the me- recipe was misread. Um, oh. the beer's in cask and selling really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you not? Do you not want to say uh, which I, I beer this? Say which beer this is? We'll come back but, to twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, full disclosure in twelve months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we'll come the, the, I mean, the result, the happy result of that was that um, there was it was some of the malt was that the, the the amounts of malt were read incorrectly, and rather oh. more went in than we would ever Ooh. consider using of a particular topic. Nothing wrong, with that. Nothing wrong oh. with that. And it has, has and it's it's proved our as our misconceptions actually and turned it and, and turned out to be a, a pretty decent drop. Mm. That's, that's not I think I think overall over the years probably the one that really really did us the best was I can't remember what do we call it now. We um, 
we were doing a we were doing a scot as a scotch bitter mm-hmm. that was I don't I'm, I still to this day don't quite how we ended up with what we ended up with. Uh, it was supposed to be about five and a half percent, something like that. Now, uh, quite often expect beers not quite to come up, so you know might might, might hit five percent. This was as a this beer was fermented through. I think the recipe was right and everything. Somehow we ended up with an eight percent beer off it as off of a flat as a five and a half percent recipe. <laughs> not the. F- Fog it. We have never sold a beer so fast. <laughs> it was absolutely so. It had got no alcohol burn on it. It had got nothing. It stayed, got a really sweet, heavy note on it. Body mm. on it was massive. I don't know how. We still don't know what happened to that. Right, so we've never brewed it again. I don't no, think so. We've never okay. been able to brew it again. Yeah. But I do know so we had, there's a guy. Who lives lives locally has been a long time supporter of the brewery, um, and our local microbub really got very upset with me because he did eventually fall off his stool after drinking. I think he I think he said he'd had thirteen pints of it. Okay, Jeez, quite a light correct. night then. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Don't, no, that, yeah, he wasn't pushing himself or anything on that <laughs> one. But we but we've had a couple. We've got a couple of long-term regular customers that have done similar things over the years mm. back it as a, uh, i mean it's not not in the beer fa- uh, not in the beer failures or cock-ups mm-hmm. uh, area uh, we put on a we put on a cask of east india a 6.3 english ipa for a brewery tour which is probably a bad idea in his first place. You don't put beers that strong on for brewery tours. It's just mm. not a done thing. <laughs> mm. And we had one very lovely gentleman who, who who wandered off the coach, didn't bother with the tour and the talk, propped up what was our little tiny, tiny bar with one hand pull on it at that time and proceeded to drink nine pints of East India, um, walk yeah. out of the brewery, managed to climb the three steps onto the minibus like he hadn't had a drink, <laughs> and apparently that they were going back to it they were returning to a pub it was a daytime visit and apparently he continued to drink until he got kicked out of the pub sometime sometime around midnight oh my god that sounds like a machine that you're drinking contaminated people like that scare me (laughs) 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 but if they can do it more power to them (laughs) why not I um as you as you say, yeah, just just kind of touching on like it, you beer kind of permeating it seems through kind of every beer outlet in in the West Midlands from you know supermarkets to me being at the cinema a couple of months ago and uh, there was a jigger in, in the fridge. Um, it really nice. it really does it really does seem like it's it's kind of everywhere like and it's. Um, it seems to kind of be propping up and kind of uh, popping up in very random places, which is awesome to see. I mean, with, in terms of distribution, how focused are you on on getting it out to those places? What where's where's the kind of aim really of of, of kind of where you're getting it out to? I mean, that is uh, just a happy accident, <laughs> or is it actually uh, <laughs> you know, some thought yeah, behind so- it? 
some of it always is happy accident. Sometimes, sometimes it's luck. Luck mm. gets you to gets you to places. Yeah. Um, I mean, from day one, we've been a cask brewery. Yeah, so we, we've been. I mean, we're coming on fifteen years this February. Mm. Um, and we have always been absolutely a cask brewery, predominantly in the guest ale market. Bottles we've probably been involved with properly since about twenty sixteen. So when we really went into bottles. So our distribution as a cast brewery was pubs. That was it. There, there, there isn't anywhere else for cast to go, really. Kind of, kind so of bottles was, <clears throat> yeah. So bottle was an important step in that. That, that's a, that was a big part of the evolution. Um, never big to start with. Um, you know, we we were probably shift uh, so 2016, 17. We were probably only moving about ten thousand bottles a year. Mm. So you know, really quite small. As uh, so in 18 is when we signed with as uh, so we did the deal with Morrison's. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's a, that's quite a big step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a, a conscious decision. You've always got the problem dealing with supermarkets that you will never make any money. But it's you've got a good promo, right? I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a shop window. You really is it that, is it that really serves its purpose. Mm. You you can't measure um, sort of like the impact that that has overall. It's it's one of those things that just shows you. Up. So so then then it was bottles to it's independent off licenses those sort of places that want to get it to. Um. And I'm guessing the cinema you were at was the. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying it was the light in Morsel, was it? Uh, bingo, yeah, 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 yeah. We've had a long relationship with them, really good relationship with them, and it's fantastic that it, you know we're able to do things like that. Mm. Be as it now, as I consider the light an independent cinema. As they're, they're a small chain, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But it's wonderful looking at the way they champion. As uh, so beers of all different uh, styles uh, from all different areas, mm-hmm. they're, yeah. so, they're fantastic. So, so for us to be in that mix is brilliant. I really, really like that, and we and we do work hard to keep that relationship. Mm. But to where we are now, I mean, obviously you can imagine that through the uh, through COVID, bottle sales were very, very good. Mm-hmm. With, that's all we put there. We carried on brewing right through the original lockdown, but that was purely going into bottle. So, as, and that that was direct from the brewery, that was out to Morrison's, and that was to the as, places that were allowed to stay open. Yeah. So, so through that, the trade now is when you when you're asking about sort of like what is a as, what plans are or whether it's happy accident, it's the beer market is. Really, really in a bad place. Yeah. It's 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 not in a good place. Um, and for us, cask is as a cask is sort of like the point at which it is probably struggling it at the most at the moment. And hmm. um, pubs, as a, as you know, as I'm sure you're aware, pubs as a pubs are dropping as a, at an alarming rate. Hmm. A lot of those pubs, unfortunately. Are those that are traditional cask pubs? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's something. So this is where we are now. So 
we are slowly shifting this strategy. We introduced the, uh, the range of six cans back in the summer, um, not as a craft can, but as an extension, as a, as a modern extension to the cask products to improve yeah. the market. We have got, uh, we have got now, hopefully, over the next twelve months, looking at developing more into the. David, I'd use the craft as a, that, that that rather contentious term. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, cans to reach out to new markets. Mm. We are having to pivot quite dramatically now, and that includes um, we're we're going to be handing volume over to keg product as well. Mm. Of course, I, bet, I, I think with you guys, though, you, you could probably quite happily straddle the kind of traditional and craft kind of line or wall yeah. quite, quite, quite well. Yeah, yeah, we're quite fortunate. Um, we've built what I, I hope is a, a, a good, strong and solid reputation for the quality of the beer that we do make. So while we are known as a cask brewery, that we can use that reputation to push forward into the markets that we don't currently operate in. You know, mm. I know so we never want to lose cask. We're, so we are quite fortunate as a brewery in that while we're in the guest ale market, we achieved something that not many small cask brewers achieve, and that is a, a line of three maybe four core products and one solid line um the blonde is is our headline selling product yeah and we have to we have to brew that out of as our second as a probably our second best core product would be the ipa hopefully mm. being enjoyed by yourselves at the moment nice. yes. as yeah. ipa as ipa in the horde and we we make probably three times more blonde than we do of either of those. Mm. So, so, so we've got that. We've, we've got to, we're trying to find a balance there. And yeah. um, we're lucky that we've got a core product. We've always been known for being able to put out lots of seasonals and lots of variation on the cask. We've got the bottles, that seasonal variation, uh, hopefully will give people the confidence to see that when we start producing new products for cans and for keg, mm -hmm. that that's that, quality that standard is going to continue yeah that's a, that's where we're targeting now that's a, that's our aim over the next well hopefully 12 months but realistically we're probably looking at a two-year plan mm -hmm. oh, wow that far that far ahead <laughs> so, look you've got to be optimistic <laughs> even in these trying times <laughs> no that's that's really good i think you know it sounds like you're doing all you can during what seems to be, you know, be a very, very difficult year for um, for, for beer uh, breweries and, and distribution seems yeah. quite difficult at the moment. And there's there's some tricky kind of decisions to be made um, in terms of where where your focus needs to be at. But you seem to have a lot yeah. of fingers in yeah. different absolutely beer the problem is <laughs> yeah the problem the problem is is that the the climate out there it's, it's if you can tell me what's going to happen in six months, or if you can even, you know, have an attempt at forecasting mm. for six months' time, mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, please tell me how, <laughs> 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 because it's, it's, it's one, such mate. an unknown now. 
Yeah. You could you could always see where what was happening in the market, and you could you could sort of as a, you'd got your seasonal variation, but you could see how product was moving and developing, and you could see it over. You could have a rough, you could have a reasonably good idea of what would happen in the next 12, 24 months. Mm. I haven't got a clue what's going to happen next week. <laughs> <laughs> Flying by by the seat of your pants, it seems, mate, but. And there's no better way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's there's sort of kind of uh, romanticism to it a little bit, isn't there? I suppose, kind of. Um... Oh, there is definitely, definitely. <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, it it genuinely scares me at the moment. And I still see people see as going. I'm thinking about starting a brewery. I'm just starting a brewery. Mm. And if there's any word of advice I could give to anybody. Bloody hell, don't do it. <laughs> that's not you because I don't it. want the competition. That's because I don't want anybody to go through the absolute hell that's involved oh, wow. in it. You, you heard it here first, folks. Don't <laughs> don't start a, a brewery. Um, uh, if you want to do it, we'll give you the advice. But, uh, <laughs> we'll help you out. Hell me. Okay, so as much as we would love to spend the rest of our evening talking with you, Austin, we realise we all lead busy lives, we've got other things to Those do. Other dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'd love to get an idea of kind of like what you've got planned or what events you have coming up involved with uh, with Backhouse. Uh, we just focus on tomorrow's plans, obviously, with with in regards to what you were just saying. What <laughs> what, what what's lined up for tomorrow for backyard? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's twelve hours between now and then. Who knows? <laughs> anything could happen. Anything could happen. No, yeah. Well, or if you've got any anything that you you'd like to plug, you know, yeah, that, exactly. Chance, uh, right? uh, uh, is it, no, is it, is, well, let's, let's take that in stages. Tomorrow's easy. Um, it's a, it's the Monday after a weekend uh, being uh, been on a market uh, on a food festival. So that's a bit of a wash down. That's that's, that's getting everybody recovered. Mm. Hardest bit of all is getting all the kit dry and put away. That's going to be yeah. a nightmare for tomorrow. Yeah, but uh, uh, then then I guess it's the it's the sort of like it's the last big push into Christmas really. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's you know trying to get as much mood as possible. Um, I feel like I keep coming back to the same thing. The thing is, is as our trade sales get later and later every year, and this year, you know, so it's going. So this next two weeks is going to be about getting beer out to the pubs, mm-hmm. making sure that people, as people, have got all their Christmas beer in for home drinking, making sure yeah. we've got the off license list stocked up. You know, I can't I can't shout out loud enough that the brewery shop is open. We're there till half past five every day. We're open on Saturday till twelve. Mm, yeah, come and get some beer. Get yourself <laughs> down, guys. And that's yeah, it. You know, get in, from the source. Get in, get down. Mm. And then it's rocking into next year. And like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it goes back to sort of like the previous comments. We don't really know what the next twelve months are going to hold, but certainly. Our big plan for the next twelve months is is, is we're going to move through. We as uh, so we've got some as uh, some volume sorted, ready for January and February. Always the work, uh, the, the most uncomfortable time of year. Yeah. And then as uh, and then we're looking into uh, really this as uh, that's the time in January and February where we will be looking at the development of some of the new products for the coming twelve months. 
we've got plans as a plans to pro retire probably quite a lot of our existing cask seasonal range to bring through some new fresh ideas which then help as a help with the development on the keg side of it we'll be going out and looking for as a, we'll be investigating the keg market because it's not something we've dealt with so that's a, that's that's our next 12 months mm. uh, and with if we're really lucky maybe towards the end of next year we'll uh, we'll have found those markets and the can uh, the can side of things will also be growing in the same way that our bottles did mm. in sort of like 2018 2019 fantastic so guys yeah get yourself down to uh backyard brew house or order off the website follow the instagram you know you heard it straight from the the horse's mouth I'm not saying you know, you look like a no. horse, Austin. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> it's a tough time for. Uh, I think all the worse <laughs> for everybody. So you know, order yourself a few, you know, a few brews from a fantastic brewery. Austin, thank you for your time, uh, mate. We yeah, really no appreciate um, you coming on. Um, have you got any any parting words for the listeners? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say any more than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Putting out a public appeal to drink beer. <laughs> the PSA guys. But drink responsibly. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you'll get much pushback from that. I doubt it, mate. I hope not. <laughs> not with our audience, no. But uh, yeah, cheers, Austin. We appreciate it, mate. Thank you for your time. And uh, no problem at all. It's been great to speak to you. Wish you all the uh, the best of best of luck uh, in the future, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. I hope to speak to you again soon. Sounds good, buddy. Right, we're back in the room. And, and oh crap, I left my underwear in last Sunday. First the crack of dawn and now this. Um big shout out to Austin. That was Austin. Uh, if, you, if you didn't didn't get that from from the laugh. Uh thank you for joining us absolute legend and yeah mm-hmm. we're hoping you can come on in the new year for whatever harebrained scheme Stu will have cooked up for youtube at that point um <laughs> more blind taste tests <laughs> i'll be there babe i'll be there uh Stu, what do you reckon of this beer how does it how does it rank in your christmas beer list so far it's it's interesting it's it's kind of not what you're expecting when it comes to christmas brews Mm. Um, it seems largely traditional when it comes to Christmas beers. I feel like the majority tend to be stout. I know, like, I think maybe the number one to many people is uh, Broughton Ales. Um, Santa Stout. A little. Yep, Santa Stout. I feel like it's a staple. It, it, like, it, really, it, is, it really is. Like, just that, that label... Mm. that a stout and uh, just the taste of like just a nice reliable stout and i'm kicking myself for not picking it up because it's the 21st of december and for some reason the shelves are already cleared of it oh man i grabbed it while i could i took it to a few bottles a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. it was a really really great revisit but i know what you mean yeah it's mostly stouts or mostly and i'm not kind sure of just because gimmicky. it's winter like it, it always seems to be darker beers yeah, for yeah. the darker time of year. Definitely um, does make sense. There was, I remember having like a Rudolph Red Ale a few years ago. Mm. But that's, I feel like 
some brewers it's just like one and done and they'll revisit it if it tends to be successful because that's yeah. us seeing Santa out sort of time and time again so that's obviously mm. a big hitter for for our pal Dave and the rest of the crew yeah. at uh, the Broughton Brewery but mm. I do really enjoy the sidestep uh, that uh, Austin and his guys have uh, provided us with with Bad Santa like a bitter uh, I was not expecting a bitter yeah it's kind of a bitter kind of going into maybe like English strong ale I think it's kind of yeah step as long into, as it's not Kentish it's no Dude, jeez. I haven't had a good Kentish beer yet. Can we can we get some recommendations, please, guys? Um, yeah, I don't care if it's the bishop's <laughs> finger. It could fucking keep it out of my beer. Or out of your ring. Um, I still can't see it through the, through the beer. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say, it's either stout or it's kind of like gimmicky beers, like with mm-hmm. uh, Stuart Bruins, Chris Nail. It's kind of got some different oh, yeah. flavours or yeah. it advertises some different flavours. But yeah, I think... Man, this is this and Santa Stout are definitely, definitely up there. Um, Yorkshire yes, I, pudding I, beer, that's yeah, I, dead last. How are you describing it as their next big thing? No, like, I'm sorry. Um, Minuscule. Yeah, I think when you used uh, what was it the the yard of um, pigs in blanket maybe lean more towards that like, maybe not turn into beer but all right, let's yeah. just call that the next big thing <laughs> that's you're playing to your strengths there aldi with this beer maybe not um you know i think that and and Stuart bruins chris pudding now was quite disappointing it, it, I, 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 I had and it had like the i love the, the can art and the smell yeah, it, yeah it, the packaging it, was great it was like almost two out of three you know like mm-hmm. hell yeah like, the visual, like the the aroma, but the taste was flat. Mm. Just didn't quite. And I think it might have just been because they wanted it to sell it in mass in stores. I think if this was yeah. like like a more well, premium. The beer. thing is, you you wouldn't even be able to get in a pub either because they always want to keep the ABV low, so it's sessionable. Most most do now. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's cost. It isn't would it? be. If they wanted to really go like the craft route, mm. where they wanted to throw something from six to eight percent, and you could only find it in bottle shops or direct from the brewer, but it, it's a big risk for Definitely, a brewery man. to kind of just, yeah, we'll we'll just really narrow our market. But um, enough about sure, that for sure. Yeah, enough, sure, man. Um, I think uh, the only one that we haven't mentioned was uh, the other Christmas hour we did. On last year's podcast, and oh, I want to say it was it was Eden, Eden? yes, um, Eden's I, Christmas sale, uh, that kind of nutty, yes, was it like I a chest, that. chestnut beer or something. That was probably mm-hmm. bang in the middle, I think. If yeah, these two are on top, and you know, uh, Stuart, not yours, but Stuart Brewing and Yorkshire Pudding are down the bottom. That's kind of in yeah. the middle somewhere, I think. I can't remember yeah. a lot about and, it, but I remember it being okay. It was strange because that was like almost like a real gimmick beer itself. That was like mm. in amongst the because I, I found that in Tesco's and it was like in the gift given aisle and not yeah, the, yeah, the beer so. aisle. It was yeah. they were just in the little tubes. I still oh, the tubes. wow! Did you put that up as a decoration or has that just been sitting there since last year? 
<laughs> it's still 2001 in my house. I still, uh, like, yes. I still like the art and the packaging. It's, it's it cool, is. man. It's, uh, it's... The Castle Eden Christmas Chestnut Ale. There you go. I wasn't far off. Wow. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it was not a bad beer. I'd be, I'd be inclined to give it another shot this year. But, yeah, I mean, if it was this or Santa Stout or Bad Santa... You, it's it's you know what I mean. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be the the latter two for for, for sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, that was not a bad brew. Um, okay, party people, thank you for joining us for this winter warmer. We hope we've managed to fill you up with something other than old turkey and regret this holiday season. Stu. I've completely forgotten how to do this sign-off section. So if I pass you this extension lead, would you kindly provide plugs? Sock it to me, baby. (laughs) Uh, We have. uh, The Lagologs could be found on Instagram. Yes. YouTube. What? Twitter. Okay. Facebook. No. And yes, you could hear it. It's a tick and a talk. Oh no! What have you done to us? We As our careers are everywhere. Shitter. I mean, even if you type "lag logs" into Pornhub, you will probably find one of our videos there <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's my chosen that chosen method of of streaming the show. So, and uh, by the New Year's, Example. yeah, like I don't know, OnlyFans.com/slash/lagalogs. Why not? It's gonna happen, guys. It's gonna happen. Yes, it's, it's, it's gonna be a lot of expansion. In the beer picks, feet picks. <laughs> and I mean, if you're watching us on YouTube, that's that's enough dick picks for you right there. There's a lot Free of dicks charge. on YouTube, and uh, I think we we so. we fit in quite well over there. Um, anything, anything else? So yeah, and uh, of course the website. Um. When you get there, blow the stew off of it. <laughs> it's looking a bit creaky, the, uh, but, uh, the, the poor lad. But we're going to give him a uh, give him a shine, give him exactly. a, give him a clean, and give him a, give him a buff uh, for the new year. So uh, uh, head on over there and check it out for like pictures of beer and what we're up to. Instagram is mm. a favorite place. If you're just wanting to see us and see us talk about beer. Look and through my window. Exactly. Like, you tonight, need a ladder. Listening to the floor. podcast and you wonder what what does that bad Santa beer actually look like? Go onto our YouTube. Just uh, I, I'm not sure if YouTube.com slash the lag logs works. We're going to check. We're going to check. If it doesn't, add editor's note here. <laughs> type the lag logs into YouTube. You'll find the channel. There's that classic David Lamb artwork. Come on. Of the what else do you need, guys? Of Tom and Stu. And yeah, you could join us and the other 80-odd people just drinking beer on YouTube. Sounds like a good time to me, bud. Um, so, yeah. So, a Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Well, except lawyers and Pepsi Max. And whoever decided to ban cap guns... And that guy next door keeps playing Elbow Records after midnight. And of course, Elbow. And who thought we just left? And who are we? Why are we here? Did Maury really have to retire? On what Bruce 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 Bruce